It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, yeah. And it bounces across the 15. There is a fight for the ball and the Cowboys think they have it. They do have it. They do. What a different start tonight. That was not how that was supposed to go. Stop f-ing acting f-ing stupid. <clears throat> Time to talk about what went right. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And what went wrong right here on BGN Radio. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. <laughs> it is a uh, eat your crow Monday as we're recording this here this morning. And uh, man, if uh, if anybody needs to eat it the most, it's this guy right here. I mean, I just I really honestly didn't think that the Eagles could lose this game. I didn't think it was possible. Um, the uh, the Cowboys offense decided finally to be like, hey, you know what? Let's just max protect and let's pick on Bradley Fletcher, which is the thing that we didn't understand why they didn't do that. During the Thanksgiving game, um, you know, they, they got all the momentum going early after that ridiculous, ridiculous kickoff. I mean, I we were just talking off air. I, I don't think any of us have ever seen that before ever to start a football game. I, I can't, at least I can't remember one. But, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, all that momentum, uh, whether it was the, the defense that wasn't prepared to try and hold uh, Dallas to you know, uh, whatever it was, a field goal from 18 yards out to start. Uh, they didn't wake up until it was 21 Uh Then the offense finally kicked in. Uh, you know, everybody was starting to feel like maybe this momentum change would happen, but it was just it just got worse and worse after uh, they went up 24 to 21, and we're joined by the man in charge, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton and Mr. Matt Daring from our Eagles. Brandon, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Eagles just... Maybe they're not good enough, you know? Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, as I was saying off air, to me, just it's really started with that weird kickoff. I just haven't seen anything like that ever. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what Josh Huff was supposed to do. I'm guessing, you know, he sees that ball. He's guessing it's going to bounce towards him. Isn't that what most kickoffs do? Don't miss most kickoffs. 
you know, like come towards you. I mean, this isn't a punt where it's the ball is going high up in the air and coming down and, <laughs> and can bounce back. It's a kickoff. It's being kicked in one direction. I have no idea how it bounces back in the opposite direction. Uh, like if you were him, wouldn't you wait there? Because what if the ball does go forward, like like ninety nine percent of kickoffs do? <laughs> then he's out running the ball. You know, he's past the ball and it's going behind him. I think that's even worse than than waiting there because then you know there's people flying by him and he's running forward. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So I think he was put in a pretty much impossible situation there. I'm not like who do you want to put in? Like is the best kick returner in the league going to return that kick somehow like i don't know like yeah. and then and is brad smith supposed to stay there should he have stayed there i don't know i here's the thing with that play i'm in the press box and i'm not even looking at the the field because you know it's the, it's the opening kickoff <laughs> you know you figure like you know it's not like i have to look at that because that's something they probably could manage to not screw up but oh man just really really the worst start you could possibly have yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and I don't know if Dallas was doing that. On, were they kicking it short on purpose? Like, it's just, yeah, I have no idea. That's I, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it, if it was intentional, it worked, and it was genius because uh, I don't know that you could. It was especially weird too because the ball fell down before they could even you know have the kick. I've never seen. Uh, the ability of a kicker to yeah make it spin backwards coming off of a tee, and may, maybe that's just my knowledge of. Of coming in there, but um, I will say I, I like that Josh Huff just said it's my fault. I did it, uh, even though it's probably could go in between him or Brad Smith and the whole pointing. You got it, <laughs> shrug. Oh my God, sequence was 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 absolutely horrifying. But uh, his uh, his pinball forty four yard, uh, you know, from the from the Eagles own twenty later on in the game, I thought was spectacular. But you know. Whatever they lost, Matt. What's uh, what's going through your head right now? Which is sort of failure on on both sides of the ball. You know, early on, I sort of thought that the the offense was uh, was the real culprit here. And you know, I know I, you know maybe you can't separate one from the other, but I really thought that the offense played terribly last night, especially against a pretty not very good defense. But um, you know, they started out what they have they had three three and outs. And then, you know, they sort of got it together towards the middle and then they just couldn't get anything going again, which is, I mean, how many times have we seen that this season? A lot. Yeah, just 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 total amounts of inconsistency. But then, I mean, the defense stopped. Yeah, I sort of was I sort of was sympathetic because the defense got put in, in a few poor positions, bad field position. And then and then, you know, just getting right back out there after no time at all and and everything. But but then the, the sheer ineptitude as it went on. You know, it, it, nothing changing and everything sort of happening over and over again. And, uh, you know, the pass rush wasn't there. And, and, uh, and yeah, guys were getting held really badly, but it was just a poor game. I mean, everybody, every unit played badly. I don't even know what the point is of really, <laughs> really trying to blame anybody. It was just, it was just, it just sucked. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely a collective thing because as much as, as much as the three and outs, Killed him, and I can't remember uh, on which he. I don't know if it was the first three and out where uh, Dallas forgot to cover Josh Huff, so they, they had nobody back there returning the punt. I mean, when you get opportunities like that, and they still drive it down eighty yards or eighty three yards or whatever they did, um, yeah, I mean, sure, you were only out there for five plays on the last series. I think there's a little bit of that where their motor just wasn't wasn't running, 
and then you can you know you pair that just nothing was running the offense didn't do it the uh the defense didn't do it early and it just came out flat it, it really did as much as we don't want to like point to it that that kickoff was definitely the kind of the catalyst here and Bradley Fletcher good god BLG I mean um I know we've gone back and forth a lot on well there's a there's been a ton of chatter of of what the importance is here to to fix you know they I personally did up until this game didn't think that the cornerbacks were really costing you know the Eagles that many wins Green Bay was the only one that I really had thought of um, and yeah, people can point to Nate Allen not covering John Brown in Arizona, but there was three turnovers in that game. I just think that uh, you know the offensive turnovers have still hurt this team more than the defense really has. And I'm not saying that as well. You can get away with the court, current quarter uh, corner situation. I just don't think still that you can get away with really either the corner or the corner quarterback position. Uh, do you have a, a, a different priority on? what those are, or those 1A, 1B for you? No, they're definitely, you know, they definitely have to be up there. Uh, and just because both players probably aren't going to be back, and we probably knew that heading into the season because Harry uh, Williams is due like $8 million and you can cut so much, or you can save so much by cutting him, and Bradley Fletcher is just going to be a, a free agent. So yeah. definitely, just from the fact that they're not going to be back, you definitely need to address that position, and Obviously, they're not answers there. I've always said it. You know, they're. I don't think they're really terrible. I know people are going to be like, what? They just got killed by the Cowboys. <laughs> well, all right. But, you know, like he had a good game against Houston. That doesn't make him a good player. I just think he's like a number two. They're, they're number two starters at best. I've said that all along. You know, they're up and down. They have good games. They have really bad games. It is what it is. You definitely need to upgrade. I'm not going to disagree there. Uh, I just don't think secondary play is really that awesome around the league i don't think there's like this big group of awesome secondary members that exist out there that like everyone just has a great one and the eagles don't i really don't think that's the case i think there's you could actually do a lot worse and i think that speaks to the kind of talent that the eagles have a cornerback that the, the fact that there is worse out there but yeah they need to get better uh you know, and to me, you also have to just give a lot of credit. I mean, Des Bryant is really good, and yeah. and Romo made some awesome throws. I mean, like some of those throws, I'm not sure if you have Richard Sherman there, like that you're, you know, you're you're he's picking it off or anything. Maybe breaks. I don't know. I think just some of those throws were really hard to defend. You know, they're they're perfect touch throws, dropped him right in the bucket, so only where Des can get him. And obviously, Des is a great size and ability to really shield off the defenders and make the play. So some of it, you just have to give credit to the, to the wide receiver and, and Romo there. And I know people also just want to say that, you know, it's time for what, you know, why still this kind of narrative has been, has been going for a while as far as, well, Boykin needs to be out there as, as another guy. But I mean, you know, they, he struggled too, I think, you know, and, and Malcolm Jenkins, obviously with, uh, with Jason Witten, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't a good matchup. Um, it just it, it wasn't. Um, and again, and the tall again, the taller corners are have trouble, you know, covering guys like your Cole Beasley's and all that other stuff, and probably your, you know your Danny Amendola types. So it's just a it's just a, a weird trade off. The only thing that I think that it's like, well, why not? Because he's probably also a number two. And granted, um, I know he had a good camp coming into this. I know people were excited to maybe see him 
contribute a little bit more, but I don't, you know, Nolan Carroll, you could probably throw in there maybe if, if you absolutely needed to bench him in that, in that point, I know that they had uh Des Bryant kind of, uh, or excuse me, I know they had uh, Kerry Williams just shadow him towards the fourth quarter, but after three touchdowns, it's kind of silly that I don't know. I, I, I think uh, Billy Davis needs to be like, all right, this is killing us. Uh, let's switch this up at least just to see if it, if it goes through, there's no, I, I don't really see the point in trying to maintain the same thing there, but, uh, uh, you know, Matt getting to the, getting to the Sanchez and it, I, I just, again, there's still a lot of people that believe, uh, that, uh, you know, some, the chip Kelly was the problem and the playing calling was bad, but you know, the wide receivers again, were there, there was bad overthrows with wide open receivers. There was bad placement, uh, and a lot of people still think that either way, uh, Foles should probably be the starter if he comes in and is healthy. I don't think it's possible. I don't think he's going to get cleared. But, you know, I, as much as we've criticized Foles here, uh, would you at least uh, make the switch uh, if he is healthy? Yeah, let's make the switch. I mean, I've never been all that happy with Foles, but might as well. I mean, if he's cleared, and I kind of doubt that he is because it sounds like his uh, – his fracture is uh, pretty serious, and even if he's on, even if he's on his way to being fully healed, I mean, they tried to they tried to make him have surgery, and he didn't do it. So clearly, this is a this is a serious injury, and he opted for the more expedient, less effective method of healing. So I don't know, I don't know if we'll see him again. But if you want to bring him back in, that's fine. I mean, we we've been calling for Sanchez for a while because we sort of thought that he could do something better. I think at this point, we've been pretty much convinced that it's a push. I mean, neither of these guys are neither of these guys are going to get us where we want to be. Um, I'm not sure if he really brings us anything new to the table. Um, you know, he's probably going to uh, move less well, but with the offensive line playing well, and I think the offensive line did play pretty well last night. Um, you know, maybe we maybe we might see a little bit of something, but at this point, you, you know, we're we're sort of putting our faith in in somebody else anyway, and another team entirely. So, sure, let's go back to fold. Yeah, and it's just I think people had a little different viewpoint on on exactly what we were saying so i just want to clarify it's not that at least i didn't think well i thought sanchez would be better moving forward at least but may, maybe not <laughs> but i i'm really not ready to say Foles was just like matt was saying is going to do anything different you know it's just i still think it's trading one problem for the other yeah he's younger yeah i remember last year yes all that other stuff but it doesn't matter this year, guys. It's it's a different team. It's a different uh, kind of flow. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that, you know, Foles wasn't playing great. In fact, he was playing really bad up until this. And I just, I, I, I still don't see how one is better than the other. I, I really don't. I have a hard time believing that either way. Maybe it's better in some, you know, fractions of the game. Sure, if you want to throw the, yeah, he can throw a longer deep ball. But he really wasn't hitting. Uh, a lot of his deep balls this year either. So I don't know, BLG. I mean, I I, I think that debate is going to keep continuing to cycle until the season finally comes to a rest. But this is another thing that had crossed our minds at this point. And are you better off regardless if you can't? I mean, you know, Marriott is a, a pipe dream. But would this team benefit more from losing out right now and getting a higher draft pick than really going, you know, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Would they benefit? Probably. I mean, just from the the that perspective of having, I guess, a little bit higher pick. But, you know, I don't think it's realistic for them to 
Well, I think we all know that. That's not realistic for them to really just give up. Uh, you know, I don't think Chip, that's what Chip is really all about at all. Uh, and obviously he shouldn't. I mean, he's, you know, he's coaching for his job still. I mean, he has, not that I think he's on the hot seat or anything, but, I, you know, I think he has, for him, you know, he really wants to finish the season strong. I mean, they, they have a good opportunity to to beat two weaker teams uh, in Washington and New York. Uh, you know, it's tough. I think a lot of people are going to argue, yeah, they should, you know, tank, you know, maybe, you know, borrow Sam Hinkie for a little bit and, <laughs> you know, try to try to get Andrew Wiggins or something somehow. But no, um, uh, yeah, it, it's just rough. It's a rough situation. That was just such a huge loss. I mean, if, if they had won that game, uh, they had a 97% chance of winning the NFC East. Now went down to like 36 or so. 38.5, in fact. Something, something, yeah. And then... You know they they really need help, so you know it's a really tough position. That's that's all that's all I can say. I don't think there's a a good answer if, if they should lose or what. Yeah, not that I I mean not that you should at this point because still you know uh, Dallas is a only a, a point and a half favorite at home with the Colts, so you know there could be there could be some momentum there uh, if Dallas somehow loses that game. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I think this is, uh, it's a very, it's just a bad day. It's a really bad day, guys. I mean, there's no, there's no one answer. And I know everybody's trying to look for that one answer, but it's multiple things here. Um, I don't know if, and I don't know, I, again, I don't know if it's, if it's a, a perspective we should be taking on, well, you know, the Eagles are improved and maybe the expectations were too high because, it was uh, a little bit of uh, uh, well. I mean, it, it, the schedule benefited them last year. It, it really got a, a chance to, you know, to kind of put some holes in there. And I think there's still some a lot of placeholders on this football team on both sides of the ball. Uh, I just don't think that anybody should be jumping to the conclusion that this team just is a is a bad football team. I don't think they're a bad football team at all. Um, I just think that they're they're probably about. I think they're two two pieces away. If you have one good corner and one good quarterback, that's I think that that gets you twelve wins this year. But they didn't have that all year, so I, I don't know, Matt. What, what would you consider? Uh, what would you consider doing at this point? I want to caution against thinking that um, you know investing heavily in a position is some sort of cure all for it. And I think we saw that last night, right? We saw the Dallas Cowboys, they came to town, and the Dallas Cowboys have spent a first and second round pick and like $68 million on their secondary. And how did it look? Pretty bad. Yeah, did not look all that good to me as well. Uh, they have Morris Claiborne, who got benched and then got hurt in that order. And they have Brandon Carr out there, who got just utterly torched by Jeremy Macklin. I don't think that this is... Um, I mean, you have to be you have to be judicious about it. I think you have to draft well. I think you have to spend well. I think... Um, and and then you have to you know sort of hope that you know you're getting the guy that you thought you were and i and i just don't think that you know coming into this and saying well i i figured it out we need to spend a first round pick and a second round pick on a quarter a cornerback and then we'll be good i just don't think it's that simple and 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 uh, and you see that a lot you're like oh we got to get ifo we got to get trey waynes i mean we don't know about those guys we don't know there's there's still lots of questions well that's the thing too is just we don't know <laughs> we we don't know a lot about any any of the futures of 
of those guys and even guys in free agency where they go oh yeah that'll that'll work out it's it's always a crapshoot so i i'm i am still on board with you know whatever it takes but uh i don't know maybe it's going to take a lot more brandon do you do you feel that way um i don't feel anything right now <laughs> that's, that's the it's truth. pretty yeah we're just all kind just, of depressed today. i don't even know but um uh i think the quarterback thing i i really there's just to me there's no answer there just isn't an easy answer like you can say trade up and that's great but i just i don't know at all if it's just really realistic you can say you know stick with foals i really don't think even if you're his biggest fan i just don't think that's like a real answer i mean Sure, you, you keep him on the roster. He's under a contract, but to just go into next season with Nick Foles and like and putting all your eggs in one basket, like I don't care if you think he's the greatest quarterback ever. Like that's not, I don't think that's a viable plan. You have to have some other kind of. You have to hedge your bet there somehow. He he had even if you you love him the most, like I don't think he's played anywhere well enough this year to to warrant just being the unquestioned starter heading into 2015. You know, he needs some kind of challenge, whether that's, you know, getting Jake Locker, which isn't a great, you know, option, but it's something. He got hurt again uh, yesterday. Yeah, which again, or or something like that, you know, if, you're, if that means getting RG3, which sounds ridiculous, just you have to do something to address the position. You can't just be like, all right, well, you know, Nick Foles, you know, let's just hope he's going to be as good as he was in 2013. Cause that, to me, that's like some, some people have suggested he can't that. stay healthy. He, he, he well, has, that too. he's gone three years. He's gone on IR his rookie year after seven games last year, he turned in that stinker against Dallas and then was a wall for the, the giants game with what may or may not have been a concussion. And then this year he broke his collarbone. He's a big dude who no, has yeah. durability issues that's that's absolutely true and that and it's just like you know if, if you're just putting all your eggs in one basket like that to me that's like the phillies that's what the phillies do it's a little bit different situation because Foles is younger you know he's not ryan howard where he's at you know past his prime possibly you know like but you can't just like hope isn't a strategy like you can't just be like all right well we're just gonna go into the season and hope he's better because we don't, we don't have any other options. Like, like, you can't just, to me, like, that's just, a lot can go wrong if you do that. And before we move on to something else, these are just a few other things I wanted to touch on from the game, unrelated to the quarterback position. Three things that really, I think, we're not maybe talking about as much. I mean, the run game. They, yeah. they ran 21 times for 75 yards. I mean, maybe part of that's because they got behind early. But I don't care if they're not running as much. They're just not running efficiently. You know, that's 20, 21 carries for 75 yards is 3.6 yards per carry. That's just not good enough. There were multiple times last night where I felt like LaShawn McCoy had a chance to break one big, had room to run or make a guy miss, and he didn't. He, he got tackled for not a, like not for a loss, so it wasn't like he was terrible. I'm not trying to say he's terrible. He finished with... 16 for 64 yards, which is decent for yard average per carry. But his longest was 14. And there was other there were other times there for him to run and or get yards. And he, he just didn't. And another thing is to, to, to not only were the Eagles bad last night and they were and I'm, I'm not trying to blame the refs, but they really just had bad breaks at the worst possible moments. Uh, you know, we, we talked about 
Kerry Williams and some of those illegal contact penalties. You know, if those don't happen, maybe they force Dallas in the field goals in uh, the red zone those couple times. And then you look at something like Brent Selleck, who has played 125 career games for the Eagles, and he's caught four, 342 passes. And out of those entering uh, the Dallas game, he had fumbled only two in all of those games. And then, of course, like, you know, they need to come back, and it looks like they might be able to do it, and he just fumbles at the worst possible time. I mean, that's not even, you know, it's, it's just, like, what is that? You know, that's just more of a fluke than it is anything, like, that you can control, I feel like. So really, not only just a bad game, but really just all the bad breaks at the wrong times. Yeah, and the the one play I forgot to mention was that Riley Cooper wide receiver screen on the first possession <laughs> where he's just like, yeah. ah, there's 18 yards in front of me. I'm literally just going to go to my left, run into my own guy, then run into the Dallas defender, and just no gain. I, he's, I, he's horrible. Last six games, 32 targets, 17 catches, 156 yards. Jeez, oh man. 9.18 average is your touchdown. It's it's just, I mean, seriously, guy, a chip. I, this is the one thing that I'll just just play, Josh Huff. Just do it. I I, I don't care. I, I'm I'm I am done trying to figure out how to get this guy more involved and all that other stuff. Just have Riley Cooper there on running downs. That's it. That's all. I mean, that is literally, he's a role player. That's it. That is all he is. Um, and that's, that's frustrating. You need, you need guys. I mean, you saw the, I know, I get it. Josh Huff has been made terrible rookie mistakes and, and, and a big one in this game, but you can't let that guy sit there anymore, at least for the rest of the year. Let him, let him, let the last two games here, let him get his feet wet a little more because it's not going to, it's not going to change, and when you can when you can take the ball forty four yards like he did uh, late in that game, uh, that's something I want to see more of. Regardless, yeah, Josh has eleven snaps to Riley Cooper's forty six. Yeah. Which of those guys do you think had a better night? Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like man, oh man, I, um, uh, and that's another. I don't know. I don't want to keep rehashing that over and over again. I, I don't understand the Josh Huff hate. I get the frustration, but I don't get the uh, yeah, let's cut him uh, type of mantra. But uh, the final thoughts here, BLG. Uh. You know, let's let's see how it plays out. Two games left. Uh, I'm not really to put a to put a damper on this whole thing. I'm not really counting on Cowboys to lose to the Colts. You know, the Colts pretty much didn't they clinch? Didn't they officially clinch? Yeah, they did. So I mean, they're clinched. I don't think they have a ton to play for because uh, they're probably not going to be able to catch the Broncos and the Patriots when it comes to seeding. They already lost to those two teams. So they don't have a tiebreaker. Uh, so, you know, I don't think they're going to rest their starters or anything. But, you know, I just don't think it's going to be a game that they have a lot to play for. So it's going to be hard to count on them. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's it's really rough for Eagles fans because, you know, this team was, in well, not inches, but they were, you know, they were very close to being able to clinch the playoffs. And, and now it looks like they're not going to make it. And it looks like one of the, you know, abominations in the a- the NFC South is probably going to win that division yeah. at like seven and nine, or like the Panthers at like whatever, like six, eight, and one, or whatever, however it's going to play out. So it's just rough. Yeah, not only are the Colts probably not the best thing to root for, but at, at this point, the wild card you would need pretty much everybody to lose out. You would need one of four teams to lose out to even 
uh, consider that. And I, I had said without a doubt that 11 and five will get you into the playoffs, but man, it, <laughs> not looking so good. And I honestly thought that would be the Cowboys in you. I know everybody's going to look at this Cowboys thing and be like, well, that's where we lost our season, but you can go back to Arizona. You can go back to San Francisco and go back to any of those like weird, weird, odd games that just didn't break out right with, with injuries and with everything else. Any one of those, now we're not even talking about that because you have the same record as the Cowboys and you have the better division record uh, more than likely uh, going forward there. So, uh, yeah, Matt, final thoughts here. I uh, recently read an article that said that the quarterback position is maybe the most important one. I really think the Eagles should look into that. <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, it's um, I, I know I got an email from uh, Adam Zeslin, Zes, uh, Zielsen, excuse me, uh, and says, can't wait to hear how this loss was a QB problem. Whatever it takes, got to get new CBs. Happy holidays. Well, Adam, I mean, it's just, I, I, I think that I'm right along with Matt. I think the quarterback position is a little more important than than putting in a, a cornerback. If you, if you had a better quarterback this year, you would have more wins. And I think that's a factual statement. So, I, you know, if you have a different opinion on that, I'm all ears. But yes, if you disagree, please email John. <laughs> please. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a weird uh, it's been a weird year with everything. And I I have a feeling that it's just kind of came to a close last night. Anything can happen, but uh, it's not looking good. And uh, this, this, we're just going to end this depressing podcast because it feels like the end of the season. So uh, more, uh, more to come, and obviously um, check out our partners at uh, LibertyBroadcast.co on uh, Tuesday. Uh, there's going to be a big announcement on uh, some new shows that are coming your way, and you'll definitely want to uh, stay tuned for that one. But for myself, John Barchard, for Mister BLG, and for Mister Matt Daring. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 72 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.